welcome, welcome back to Hooligan's Pitch, episode 43. We still doing this thing, as always. It's Chad. Hey, Michael. Rise and shine. <laughs> yeah, we're doing an early one, Labor Day. You know, we're working on Labor Day. Yeah, always, always working. Someone's this is, gotta do it. This is fun work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, uh, an exciting weekend for sure. Lots of drama in there. <laughs> this was the weekend I got to watch the most. Uh, kind of got to lie around a little bit, you know, do a little <laughs> early morning game with some brekkie. Uh, <laughs> I watched, gosh, six games maybe. So a lot. Wow. Yeah, I had a, I had a good time. Um, but uh, let's let's just talk about what we're drinking because we missed it last time. So I'm gonna get it down early. <laughs> I'm drinking a nice little. Ice latte, uh, no no adders because you know it's it's a little too early right now. It's fair, it's fair. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Just uh, mine's just juice. Okay, it's nice pineapple juice. Oh know? well, I would die, but I feel you. Well, yeah, I'll enjoy this for both of us. Please do a, 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 a quick side note. Have you ever had tangerine juice from Trader Joe's? No, I have not. Put that on your list. Is it like a Sunny D sort of vibe? Cause... Uh no, no, it's no. much much better than that. Okay, yeah, that's I'll like scale one to ten. Sunny D's like a one. This is like a <laughs> seven or eight for me. So, all right, all it's right. it's a go to. But um, speaking of Sunny D, Chad, let's talk about some <laughs> Sunny Hyungmin Son. Uh, he's alive. He's well. He realized the season has started. Yes, uh, possibly the hottest team in Europe right now, which is just bizarre <laughs> to say out loud. Yeah, yeah. Son uh, has fully awakened, taken his his Harry Kane role. <laughs> what this team man is so interesting. I, I get it; they haven't played like you know a big top six team yet, but they're moving, they're grooving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going to slow them down. Um. Yeah. I mean, they. Uh... Everything's clicking for them right now. They're, um, you know, looking pretty fluid, and and everyone's kind of contributing. So I think they're going to keep kind of rolling, and uh, certainly have some hurdles at some point. But yeah, I mean, that's you know pretty much the best start to your season you can get. <laughs> I, I I don't know too much about Ainge. All I know is that with the previous managers they've had, they've. I don't know. I want to say those guys have had some type of ego, especially after Poch mm-hmm. got them to Champions League. Things got weird after that. Egos got high. You know, Mourinho came in. Ego was high. Conte came in. He's like, I'm doing this my way. It yeah. seems like they've kind of, you know, I don't want to say rebuilt their team, but definitely have rebuilt like a uh, a new chemistry, a new style, and they're all mm-hmm. seemingly buying in. I mean, James Madison, it, that's like, the focal point. It, it's hard to imagine yeah. this team, uh, I don't know, being worse with Harry Kane. But I just wonder now because of, you know, Kane not being there anymore, they're able to distribute and be a little bit more equal with everyone yeah. rather than just being like the focal point. Yeah, and I mean Harry Kane so often found himself like having to drop back. Right. Yeah. Um, things wouldn't go well, and then he would just kind of take it on his his shoulders to drop back and kind of get these plays going which is a great quality to have in in your striker but like you know typically you want them to just kind of sit up top and and collect all the balls you feed them but um yeah it would have been interesting to see james madison and harry kane 
together, but uh, I think I'm glad I don't get to see that. <laughs> that might have been scary. <laughs> I, I think Harry Kane is going to eat up Germany. I think he's going to be so good with Bayern. Yeah. But I'm also thinking, could Tottenham win something this year, too? And kind of like, I don't say rub it in his face, but be like, I, it, at what this if, point... What if he's the, the, the bad luck? Like, I know, right? <laughs> it's it's like, he, what if he goes to Bayern and nothing gets done? And Tottenham, I mean, right now it wouldn't shock me if Tottenham make top four. Just by the way, if, mm-hmm. obviously if they play like this, it kind of reminds me of Arsenal of last season. Just how mm-hmm. fast and fluid and, and quick they were moving. Um so, I don't know. I'm going to pay attention to them pretty hard these next couple of weeks. they got Sheffield next week. Or, I'm sorry, when we come back from uh, our break. And then they have yeah. Arsenal and then Liverpool back-to-back. And I feel like that's going to be – that's yeah. when I actually get to see what, you, what you're about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're um, you know, playing well, obviously. But still, there's still some questions there, right? Because, like, they're not necessarily keeping um, clean sheets in these games. Like – uh, you know, gave up two against Brentford, clean sheet against United, clean sheet against Bournemouth, um, and then you know gave up two against Burnley here. So it's like, yeah, it, it, there, there's still some questions to be asked. Um, and I think when you get yeah some of your more top end teams that are are kind of clicking, like I mean, we'll see what what they can do, like. They should be, uh, you know, firing on all cylinders if if everyone can stay healthy and should put up a good fight, you know, and maybe get a win here or there. So, I I think they're they're just so much younger. I feel like than last year too, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in their back line. I mean, we haven't even seen Hoisberg come back yet, and he was arguably their best player. So I'm I'm curious to see what he'll he'll do when he comes back in. it almost makes me think like Yoris might have been a problem for their back line too. Like he is is he even on a team right now? Like that's that's where Yeah, I'm not sure, but <laughs> that's where we're at with their keeping. I mean, yeah, I, I think Lloris probably slowed them down a bit back there just cuz he was not really your your modern keeper that wants to play quick and, and right. you know, play out of the back and stuff. So you know, he was a good uh keeper there for so long and you know you don't really want to just kick him to the curb like United did with De Gea but <laughs> he, he confirmed he is still there he's just not playing oh really so yeah so yeah I don't know I won't really be watching them but <laughs> in my peripheral I, I always kind of yeah know keep, what, what they're looking like <laughs> keep, keep an eye on it yeah all right let's let's talk about our teams because that's where the fun stuff happened um <laughs> I'll start since I don't think mine was as exciting, but still a quality match. First clean yeah. sheet of the year. This is the first weekend both of our teams have won, so we're there. Oh, wow. um, nice. Good for us. Pat each other on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, to start the game off, man, we are cooking. Absolutely yeah. cooking. Uh, Dominic Subasly with the potential goal of the week. A little left foot banger, slicing and dicing. Yeah. Man, come on. I, I, I say it every time I bring him up, but I'm still just so jealous. <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it up, and I know you're just going to keep saying I'm jealous. So just expect it week in, week out. Uh, that's what's going to happen. And then the second goal, unfortunate own goal, but that thing was going in the back. That was going in the net somehow, some way, by someone. Um, Darwin, as much as you hate to see it, starting to click, starting to to understand where people are in the box. Um 
And of course, just the 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 most solid kind of tap in near the end. But great positioning, great flick by Darwin to to find him back post. That was like the epitome of of Liverpool ball the last couple of years, where the ball is just just going through the gla- uh, the grass so quickly. The passes were just being zipped around. Villa, they looked, I don't know, not like they weren't ready for this. They were not. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that first 30 minutes, Villa maybe had like a handful of touches. It, it seemed like it was, you know, all Liverpool for so long. And then, you know, Villa kind of started to grow into the game. But again, it was still just brief moments of them having any sort of influence on the game. And, um, you know, I think they. I think Allison maybe made like one or two key saves, but mm-hmm. beyond that, like Villa didn't really do much. Like I don't know, they're not really uh, living up to the hype that I think we both kind of had. Um, I guess maybe you more so. You were you put them in top four, right? Like <laughs> I did, and that's that was with Ty. I do think with Tyrone Mings back there, it's a change. I mean, things, yeah. yeah, I mean he's he's their Virgil. He's been there for a long time. He understands how where everyone should be. Um, you know, last year maybe at the start of the season he didn't have a great beginning, but the end they were arguably one of the best teams in England at that time. So yeah. you know, bringing in Tealmans, he's obviously still. Getting used to the flow, um, yeah. I, you know. Watkins, believe it or not, has the uh, second highest um, goal created actions in the league right now, but he hasn't scored yet. So, yeah, he, he'll find a way. I, I think they'll still be around, but I think this was a uh, an eye opener for them that they got a little ways to go. Yeah, um, and I don't know. It could be one of those of just they got to grow into the season, and then they'll they'll start clicking better. Um, yeah, like they they brought in some good additions over the summer. Just didn't get off to the lightning start that I thought they could have. Um, which I don't know. You know, it's new it, season, new vibes. It is Liverpool, <laughs> though. I mean, they look they yeah. look they just look good. So it's hard to. Yeah, and and yeah, you're coming up against a you know refreshed Liverpool midfields, a healthy attack, defenses. You know, a little uh, not your your first choices, but for sure, you know, good enough to to see them through this game pretty easily. And um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I woke up for that game, watched the first half, and then I was like, well, second half should be okay, and took a little nap before the Arsenal game. So you, you didn't miss much in the second. Um, just total total control, no mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with with our three mids and our three forwards, I feel like we're starting to get a nice rotation in there. Uh, Curtis Jones got the start, and I think that was a great. This is a good game to start him with at home. Um, you know, local boy and everything, so the crowd was always yeah. going to have his back. And you know, and then I flip on the Brighton game, and I see James Milner playing, and I'm just like, oh man! I was like, that wasn't that long ago. Like when we had a <laughs> when we had to do that. So it's just it's just a totally different, refreshed team. Um, with Mo leading the way, and Mo said he's not going anywhere. So Saudi Arabia, you can back off, back off yeah. our boy. I, I don't, th- I don't think you're you're getting him. Like, if it if this all came up early in the transfer window, I think Liverpool might have gave it a maybe inkling of a thought, depending on the price. But um, at this point, like, you can't replace him until the the winter window, and even then, like, who are who? you replacing him with? Would you? <laughs> 
So so Mo now has ten uh ten goal creating chances in the last uh ten I'm sorry, he has more than ten. I think he's at like thirteen or fourteen, but he is he's on a ten game win streak or ten game streak right now, um, mm-hmm. which is the highest in the Premier League and the second highest since he did it back in fifteen and sixteen. Um, yeah. So he's starting to click again and find that groove, and it might not be goals, uh, but he's there. He's he's just around. He's he's finding the right place to be. Um, and yeah, he's he just fallen into that kind of like later stage messy yeah. build where like he's had these seasons where he was this complete threat. So teams have to respect him and have to you know keep an eye on him because he can still pull that out if he needs to. But at this point, he's just falling into that little bit more creator role and. You know, you still need that on the team too. So, um, if he can fill that that void, and then you know, uh, Diaz or Jota or Darwin can pick up on the goals, then it all works out in the end. You get the win. So many people to rotate, and and I was thinking about this too. It's you know, looking at all the right wingers in the world. Mo's still the best right winger in the world. Oh, yeah. the, the, the the population of wingers on the right side is just not very big. But even in the Premier League, he's the best. You go yeah. down to other leagues. I'm sure there's some people that can test for it. And he's he might have been our best right winger in Premier League history. I mean, the 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 right side of a Premier League is slim. Um, yeah. I was kind of looking at it. It's like it's kind of interesting in itself. Da- but David Beckham is probably like the last best right winger. Um, you know, a lot of people played on the left. You can go yeah. kind of down the list on on different teams and and who was over there, but. Um, I will be so sad the day he leaves, but it doesn't seem like he wants to. Dominic said he ain't going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was cool. I'm I'm yeah. very happy with that match. Yeah, I, I think had this season started for Liverpool like last season did, maybe Salah mm-hmm. starts to think of like, okay, well, you know, if this is just the way this team is going, then maybe I just get out and, and cash out, sort of thing. But like. Everyone seems happy. Everyone seems to be enjoying the football they're playing. And, you know, you, you got some fresh blood in there, too. So, yep. you get to play that kind of uh, leader, mentor role a little bit more now, too. And, yeah, I, I think he's he's there for throughout this whole season, certainly, and, and probably beyond that. I mean, they were going to throw a $200 million uh, Which is offer. And I'm like, well, that'll just, that'll just inflate prices of anyone we want to buy. So it's like at yeah. that point, who that are we gonna too, get? Yeah. yeah, and that that's the hard part too. Is like, you can take this huge offer, but then yeah, every club knows you just made two hundred million dollars. So yeah, okay, you want <laughs> Matoma or whatever? Like two hundred million. That's the old price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm glad it's not going through. Then this last note, we uh we signed uh Ryan Gravenberch from from Bayern. And I don't know if you saw his intro uh, to the facility. Yeah. Went up, he went up and saw Virgil and Gakpo and you know his national teammates and stuff. And then he goes and finds Robertson and and Robertson's, hey bro, he's like, welcome to the team. He's like, glad to have the best Dutch player here. And you just hear Virgil <laughs> in the back going like, ha ha, like one of those. And it was it was pretty good. So it's good they're already joking around with each other and uh, yeah, yeah got a mini Dutch team growing. So. Hey, that's great. You know, um, I haven't really seen anything of of him play, but I, you know, heard talk about him in the past few years and going to Bayern. I think was probably a mistake, since it sounds like he didn't really play. <laughs> yeah, but too much depth. Yeah, you know, it, it, I think it 
all works out in the end. Um, he made it to Liverpool now, and you know, Bayern's still going to be Bayern and be fine without him. So, and now our mid is stacked. Yeah, you're chilling now. <laughs> Incredible how you can go from one season where it's like Henderson, Oxley, Chamberlain came back from injury finally. <laughs> Milner's hit here. Fabinho is Tiago. Like old and tired. Tiago's still around. He's there, but he's I don't think he's gonna play much. He's good for like five games a season. <laughs> he'll be that locker room guy when we're up to get on the pitch and Yeah. Uh, he'll do something he'll do something crazy this season. He'll make a oh, crazy sure. pass. It'll happen, but it's not gonna be yeah. week, week in, week out. Um all right, I'm satisfied. Chad, you wanna get on to to, to your uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Panic attack, heart attack. Um, it's just the Arsenal Arsenal way. way now. Yeah, like, torture. You want to call it torture? Torture. Um, you know, just they 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 want to put on a show certainly, and <laughs> and they keep doing it. And I don't know how much longer fans or the team can take it. <laughs> yeah, this was a this was a as a neutral. Um, obviously, I was biased towards one side. But great match, super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Arsenal was the better team. I do think yeah. Arsenal got screwed on a, a PK, and you know Kai not having his best performance, and I'm sure he'll yeah. get better with time. It seems like Mikel is going to be patient with him. Um, that miss, that miss was brutal. I thought we saw a miss yeah. of the week in Jackson, but that might be. I mean, at least Jackson hit the ball. Yeah, all right, all right. You said it. You said it, so, not me. I mean, yeah, like, I I appreciate the the patience with Kai Havertz in this role. Um, you know, clearly Arteta sees enough in him in training and and in all their discussions to to see that he could be the fit that that he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at a certain point, you got to start asking him a question of like. Is he, that's still worth him getting the starting position? Like, you still have, um, you know, Fabio Vieira has been coming in. Emil Smith Rose still there. Um, these guys can occupy that same role. Um, granted, they're not maybe as technical as I think um, Kai Havertz is. I think he does have a lot of good technique, but. Um, it's just not clicking right now. I think it. I think it's a confidence issue. It seems like very sure. much just, you know, new team, new system. Not a lightning fast start for him, and yeah, made some some mistakes here and there. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, maybe after this this international break, like, it'll be a nice time for him to just kind of like gather his thoughts over the first few games, and you know, come in a little bit. Uh, rejuvenated or at least like refocused and and he'll look better um but at the same time like fabio Vieira now has come in two games in a row and is like actually really contributed to the team he looks really good so how do you how do you have that and like you still have kai starting over him i I think that that's probably a question arteta's got to answer soon of like how long do you give him and just ignore like the contributions that your your sub has been making to like fill this spot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not trying to like get on Kai or anything. 
he's clearly part of the plan. Um, it's taking more time, I think, than anyone wanted. But um, yeah. yeah, I think I think Arteta's just got to be a little bit more flexible with it, and you know. I, I understand these first few games should have been the ones where he could really get up and get going. Like we didn't play anyone like too big, too mm-hmm. scary. Um, but clearly it hasn't really kicked off that way. So um, yeah, we'll see in, after the international break if, if he continues with that or, or switches it up. But uh, I will say I was happy to see uh, Gabrielle in the back line again. It felt way more secure. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Thomas Partey is now out. I think the rumor is six weeks. Wow. Um, with the groin or, or, or thigh injury, something like that, um, which is a bummer to lose him. But it also kind of forced Arteta to, to go back to the back line of last season that, that did so well. And um, I think just immediately, like all the comments I saw and all the just how mm. overall how the team looked, it looked so much more comfortable and uh, solid in the back and like people knew where they were going to be and um i think you just can't overlook the the Sokka and ben white connection sure. that they made like thomas Partey doesn't have that because he would tuck in where, where ben white will kind of run the line and give Sokka more space um yeah so i mean overall i'd agree um arsenal le- looks like the better team i thought it was very strange of united to just try and like continually slow the play down um, because it's not really their style. And I get, like, they're trying to go against Arsenal, who's also pretty quick, so you're trying to disrupt that. But, like, I feel like you're kind of disrupting your own play in that way because, like, you don't play slow, right? Like, you have your Rashford up top and, uh, you know, Bruno Fernandez and all these guys that, like, crash forward and, and, and want to basically hard counter, um, and you're just not, you're passing it back to Onana, who will take it out, you know, 20 yards or whatever, and then make the long pass, and didn't really work. Um, you, you know, luckily... Uh, go ahead. Well, you, you would have thought that after that, you know, mistake of a pass Arsenal had, and they had a huge counter mm-hmm. where Rashford scored, that something would have clicked and be like, oh, okay, like, this is how we're going to yeah. beat this. Like, we got to just sit back, wait for a, a chance to counter, and then hit our wingers and just get everyone running. And yeah. uh, it happened once, <laughs> yeah, or one significant time. And then the second time it happened, um, they scored, but it got called back. So yeah, I mean, yeah, like so. I don't know. I think their game plan from the start was just wrong. Like, like you, you even said the night before, Rashford, Rashford is going to score, and you know, sure enough, like we know he's a threat, especially in these like bigger games. He seems seems to turn on a little bit more. And what they they got him that one good pass, which Erickson was phenomenal pass on that. That but. was so fucking pretty, dude. That was like, every other ball they sent out to him was just like a huge, you know, long ball through the air where he has to take it down. And by that time, you know, Ben White or, or Saka or Saliba's back there right in his face. So it's like mm-hmm. I just don't think they they played it really that well. Um, you know, good on them to capitalize on on the mistake, um, the pass from Havertz, but, uh, you know, wasn't enough in the end. All thanks to Gabrielle's Michael Jackson move. Moon, the moonwalk, dude. You got a little, <laughs> a little moonwalk, lean back. That is just the, the best offside trap I've ever seen. 
I, that's and that's initially I was like, that's really close. But because of that movement he made, I was like, it could it might have just happened. Yeah. And then I just couldn't believe how much they were celebrating without even like, yeah, like they were going thinking all about it. Oh man! And then you know, obviously the callback happens, and then at that point I was like, I think Arsenal's gonna win this because I was yeah. like, that's such a momentum shift and a confidence booster, and like. I don't know oh, yeah. when you have something like that go your way and have a PK taken away from you, which I I looked at again, and I looked at it. I probably watched mm-hmm. the the tackle on Havertz. I'm not even kidding, Chad. Ten times, uh-huh. and the more I watched it, the more I saw the defenders not playing the ball and playing Havertz. They went yeah. after Havertz, and because the ball Havertz was getting to that ball, and they decided to close in on Havertz, and I know. They're saying Havertz was looking for it or his leg, you know, he stuck his leg up in just a little bit of a different way. But for me, that wasn't the prop. If, if the players would have been going after the ball and not Havertz and Havertz made that leg move. Okay. I can yeah. see, I can understand that, but because they crashed on him. So and he was beating them. He was for sure oh, beating yeah. them. Yeah, he was through. Yeah. Um, I just don't understand that decision and you know it's very i don't know the stat on it but when i was listening to the commentary they said it's very rare for a pk to be called and then have it be reversed um i I wish they would have said the stat the actual percentage behind it but i was like yeah it makes sense you need like conclusive evidence and everything and to me there was not conclusive evidence that that should not have been a pk i I think this was especially one of those where you know you watch it in real time and i think Everyone would be in agreement that this is a PK, you know, because he Kai cuts through both of them, and yeah, they both crash on him. And then when you watch it slow down, I think then you can start to look at like, okay, well, his leg kind of like shifts out, and it's like, I I get these guys are professionals, and a lot of situations they do know what they're doing, but for this one, like, I don't think you're sprinting through two guys into goal, and you're like consciously a split second or like. I'm going to throw my leg out just a touch. It wasn't like a full, like, obvious throw the leg out. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, just, just a little tweak, which, I don't know, you also got two guys coming in at you, so maybe, you know, you're kind of bracing for that, whether consciously or subconsciously, but, like, I don't know. I, th- this one, I think, is, again, I think you should just rewatch these these replays in real time. You slow things down, it gets... You start to dissect things that, and and see things that aren't even really there, right? <laughs> okay, Chad. It's it's one forty-five. I'm grabbing a beer because I'm about to rip on Anthony Taylor right now. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be a spicy one. <laughs> okay, it's happening. I'm opening up a little space camper, uh, cosmic IPA. Okay, let's let's chat just a second about this. So that call sucked. Yeah. And I want to talk about the soccer call. Because how how do you get clobbered, but in the middle of your clobbering, you're you're not in control of of what's going to happen next. Maybe he has a little bit, but to, to give him a yellow card, Sokka a yellow card, after a, a I don't a pushing that happened to him, it just I've never seen that before. Have you? No, that that was definitely a first. Um <laughs> I mean, I get, like, where Sokka ended up Me too. on Bruno is, like, sure a foul. But, um, you know, that foul came from the foul committed on Sokka. Yeah, that's so, right. 
I think you gotta go go back to the start of that, right? Like, either either you hand a yellow to Sokka and to whoever was yanking on him, or it's just you know fifty fifty, no foul, whatever you want to do. But it it can't be one one guy gets a card and the other doesn't. <laughs> do you remember who made the tackle on Sokka? I don't. Um, I wonder if it's, um, I wonder if it was Dallow. I was, yeah, I was gonna say maybe Dallow because he was coming back a little bit. So Bruno was there. Yeah, maybe Dallow. That was just oh, the, uh, such a weird call. And when the when the yellow came out, I was kind of taken back. I'm like, who's gonna get this card? I was like, yeah. And then we gave it to Sokka. Obviously, his face was like, okay, like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm, I'm sorry, I got fouled and my body did something into someone else, which. Again, his body did something bad into someone else, but you can't. I don't think you can fault him individually for that. So, yeah, strange Cause, move. Because I mean, you, he's getting pushed, pulled, whatever, but also still trying to fight, stay up to keep possession of the ball, and then you know eventually it that breaks and and he you know gets pushed or or yanked down or whatever. Right as Bruno comes in, you know maybe at that point he does see what's about to happen so mm-hmm. he you know kind of gives gives up on that a little bit to draw the foul though not to you know commit a, a, a tackle of his own there right like um i don't know it's it just 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 more anthony taylor stuff you know it and just, then yeah he gave and then he gave onana a yellow card at the 59th minute for time wasting but i was like you really think he's time like now and I was like, I was like, I don't know. I think Onana is very nonchalant. I think he's very uh, cocky. I think it's probably yeah. just the best word to use for him. And I think that's his style. But yeah. that was no, in no way, like a way to waste time. I didn't. He's wasted time to sixty. I didn't see it that way. Um, I thought the yellow card there was kind of just, I don't know, for kicks. Yeah. I think they're trying to crack down on this time wasting thing. But they're adding it all on at the end of the game anyway. Yeah, so they're, they're trying to crack down, but then, you know, in this game as well, Anthony kicks a ball away from, from oh, a free yeah. kick, and he gets no yellow card for that when we've seen that how many times over the first three three well, he, weeks already. He couldn't hear the whistle. <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> Trent gets tackled out of bounds to throw the ball now back into play and gets a yellow card. Um, you know, I, I think... Uh, it might have been, it might have been Thomas Partey earlier. Like kicked the ball away a little bit. Um, he got the yellow card. Like Anthony, he kicks the ball. I think kind of right when the whistle's going, but he's kicking that ball to no one and nowhere. Yeah, like, out of he, bounds, right? He, it was yeah, way out. He kicked it like towards the corner flag. So it's like no one was making a run there because that's his position. You know, he yeah. knew. <laughs> this this foul was going to be called, or if he didn't, then he's just giving the ball away. I and I don't know with, with how strict they've been about time wasting and like kicking the ball away, or even asking for a yellow card sort of thing. Like I don't know how you don't give him a yellow for that. That's in line with everything you've been doing for the first three match days. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but anyway. Let's get to the best wind-up for a goal you've ever seen. Dude. (laughs) Let's... Okay, well... When you have two 80-year-old defenders on your team, 
<laughs> they are going to be a little slow to close out. However, I didn't know they'd be that slow. Uh, or just don't even try. Um, yeah. The fans cheering for Harry Maguire coming on is like so disrespectful. Uh, Johnny Evans being the last piece of Sir Alex Ferguson from the 2015 Man United team. It's, what year is it? Yeah, how is this the... the- defenders that united is going to end the game with their injury list is crazy but like i get that but like you don't have some some like actual experienced player with with still some speed in his legs or like a promising you know younger center back he can throw in there or something or Dude. or heck even even a, a you know left or right back that can just do a shift for 20 minutes at, at center back like Nope. That's uh, I like it's Harry Maguire came on, and I was like, okay, well, first I forgot he was still there, and then and two, it's like, okay, well, you know, he he had good moments early in his career, so whatever. But then yeah, they brought on Johnny Evans, and I think they were saying he, um, he's like what thirty six now, and they signed him on to a one year deal as like this emergency backup dude, and smash that yeah. glass. <laughs> You just that's if if I'm a United fan, like I don't ever want to see those two on the field together. <laughs> no, so I mean their back line, they don't have Shaw. They lost Martinez, which is a weird injury for Martinez. Um, Lindelof had to come off because he got sick in the middle of the game. Is that and then happened? yeah, and then Varane, of course, is still out, and it looks yeah. like they're they're not going to come back for a little bit. So we have a a possibility of seeing Maguire and Evans starting. Uh, next game for Man United as they take on Brighton. So, <laughs> oof. <laughs> and then, and then after Brighton, they got Bayern Munich. Oh no! I can't That's wait. Not looking good. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, corner kick comes in. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was part of the plan, but initially I thought it was like overhit. Mm-hmm. You know, Declan Rice brings it down, not super controlled like again if any defender makes a run at this ball i think they get it <laughs> and then it's just the best most like picturesque wind up yeah for a goal you've ever seen <laughs> great debut goal for him like uh, the full you know body turn leg extended swing it around it was like slow motion it did look like slow motion and i it was like he didn't even have to kick it in any... He just had to aim it at the goal. And because yeah. of the power going behind it and how close he was, it was going to ricochet and do some wild things. Um, super cool. Awesome celebration. Did you see the camera angle of him just like cowering while the storm of people were on him? Oh, yeah. I was like, don't hurt him. <laughs> don't hurt yeah. Declan. Yeah, uh, oh my gosh, yeah. I've seen like so many videos of uh, you know people in the stands mm-hmm. there, and just like total and utter chaos, and everyone's jumping and screaming. Yep. And, uh, good times, but again, just like why we got to save it to the last minute of these games. <laughs> torture, man. We gotta get some torture in. Yeah. For um, real. I will. I will say this though. That wasn't my favorite part of the game, and no. My favorite part, it's going to sound wild, was after Rashford scored. How loud the fans got. Mm-hmm. That, that to me, just shows how much you guys trust uh, the team. And to 
you know, kind of never give up attitude. Cause that place, go watch the Rashford goal and listen to how loud everyone is. And then a minute later they score. Not surprised by that at all. Um, yeah. I thought that was super cool. Uh, Odegaard with the great, great finish, man. His, mm-hmm. his left foot is money. Um, yeah. Real Madrid is kicking themselves. Can you imagine a midfield <laughs> of Bellingham and Odegaard? Well, could have happened. Uh, and so, yeah, awesome. And then just to cap it, Jesus with the, with the run, I'm uh, that that's in my goal of the week too, just because of how slick and he sent Dallow flying. I mean, that yeah. dude slid like 10 to 15 feet. Um, that was his, his first goal against United ever. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yes, he's still, you know, coming back from injury. So great to get out there and, and get a, a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he should probably be back probably starting once we get back from the break. Um, so nice to, to go into the break with a, a little cameo and a goal against United. And yep. Um, yeah, you know, it, it, it's a fun game to watch those ones. Um, just wish the, uh, the winner would have been decided a touch earlier. So I don't have to like be biting fingernails the whole game, but. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and uh, Reese Nelson coming on. That was, he's like a little energizer bunny, man. Yeah. He is just flying around. And it's not like the most prettiest player to watch, mm-hmm. but bringing him on in the 90 to go like get scrappy balls and, and, and press uh, the defenders, I thought that was yeah. really like cool to see. So um, I, I was kind of thinking it's it's probably part like, you know, he does have that energy and will uh, fight for the balls and, and try and, you know, join the attack and stuff. But I think also Arteta's like, you've done this before. Mm-hmm. scoring like a, a last second goal like get out there do it again <laughs> he had an opportunity i'm pretty sure he had a at least a chance to shoot or or did shoot and um i mean from the 90 on that was an exciting eight minutes so yeah um bravo that was probably up there for game of the season i think up there yeah. were probably liverpool's and castle uh mm-hmm. lucky us <laughs> <laughs> that could be worse chad we could be chelsea it could be so much worse. All right, Matty T, first clean sheet uh, in the Premier League. Awesome to see. Um, we talk about Chelsea buying all these players, and it's going to take time for them to gel. Blah, 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 blah. Forrest did the same thing, and then they just clean sheeted them with arguably uh, worse talent, less talent, Um but Chelsea does not have the grit that Forrest had. Uh, it seems like Forrest really wanted to get out there. I, I caught this game after the 60th, and they just buckled down when, when the time came. Chelsea tried to light him up in the 90, but just it's just too late by then, uh, mm-hmm. especially when you're down. When, it's, when you're even, it's different. Like Arsenal, you know, they, they I don't want to say they had nothing to lose, but they knew a win was there with Chelsea. It was desperation. Um, yeah. It's and just, uh, I mean, I mean, this team's weird. It's, it's just getting bad because now they've officially spent over a billion dollars on this squad, you know, players alone, which in what a, a year, I guess that they, since they've, been around um, under new ownership. Uh, yeah, it was around last September, but since January they spent seven hundred and fifty million. Since January, 
So, I mean, and that's now what, like, kind of back-to-back windows of, of a ton of money, right? Like, that the summer before, and yeah, January, and now, you know, this summer, um, they just don't have a lot of direction in, in what they're doing. Their only direction is sign young and long contracts. They they put no thought into you know how players will play together, or like where the weaknesses are in their team, how to score goals. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Enzo's almost having to play like left winger for them right now. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, look, he spent all that money on Caicedo. He's now been at fault for like. Two goals? Two, yeah. <laughs> um, which, you know, things happen, but, like, you can't spend $115 million or whatever it was on him, and, like, now he's the problem. <laughs> and I get there's a lot of problems, but... Um, they did just kind of throw him in there, too, and, like, say, yeah, good luck. Uh, well, I had no other option. They I had got rid of Jorginho. I got rid of Kovacic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, you know, good on on Forest for capitalizing on their mistake, and um, you know, a really nice uh, little counter there, and and um, Alonga gets gets a pretty nice goal, and then at the end of the game, I don't know if you saw, but Alonga like drives it down the end line, and instead of going to the corner, he like yep. puts some moves on the the Chelsea defense, and <laughs> he well, was having fun out there. <laughs> You say Chelsea defense. It was Mudrick he was oh, putting no. moves on, and uh, I, when I had he when was I, currently defending. He was defending. He was <laughs> when 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 I saw Mudrick having to drop back and play that center back role when mm-hmm. Forrest was pushing. That just that showed me everything I needed to see. That yeah, like why is he back there? He he he's the one who's supposed to be scoring up top and countering, and you have him the furthest back on the pitch. Makes no sense. Yeah, uh, it's it's just it's fascinating. I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, Forrest came and played a hard game, um, definitely made some, like, pretty hard fouls, but that's kind of the name of the game when you go away to, you know, a team that I guess on paper should beat you, right? Like, you got to disrupt the game and disrupt the flow a little bit, you know, grab your goal and and then tighten up in the back. And uh, for the most part, they did that, like, Chelsea definitely had like one or two looks. I mean, Nicholas Jackson with his miss this week was like not as bad as Havertz, but you know. You mean I'm I'm sorry I missed Jackson. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and, and like that'll happen with you know young strikers and stuff, but that can't be like your best chance of a game. <laughs> Well, Chad, when you've only beaten Leeds, Luton, Leicester, and Bournemouth in the calendar year, <laughs> I, 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 who is this team going to beat for real? Like, I, it's going to be a long season for them. I think their it top six is. reign is going to be done for a while. Look at this team. I can't believe I chose them for my top four. I love having this little seat <laughs> next to me because I just get to reflect and... Uh, Yikes! Yikes! It was a different time. You felt you felt differently. <laughs> You're right. I thought I I held them to higher standards. Obviously, they don't hold themselves to higher standards. So, yeah, l- let them crash. 
Yeah, well, you know, look, when they come back from the break, they go away to Bournemouth, so... Well, they beat them maybe, once this year. Yeah, maybe. But Tyler maybe Adams is coming back, so... Mm. I'd like to see what he can do with them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I know we kind of brought it up previous weeks, but, like, do you start asking questions of Pochettino? <laughs> like, you're not getting the mm. result at home against Forrest... I think I think you need to lose Bournemouth. I think you need to lose Bournemouth and Villa the next two games because that means their next EPL game after the twenty fourth would be the tenth against Fulham, and they should they should beat like I'm looking at their schedule right now, and I think Fulham is the one that they should beat because <laughs> I, I Bournemouth I don't know that can go either way. Villa, I put money on Villa. Uh, yeah. and then yeah, Fulham is probably that one because Fulham just looks uh, like pretty bad. They're probably one of the worst, yeah. probably bottom at least bottom five, even though they're not in it point wise. Um, first game they had Mitrovic, and now I'm like, what? that's that's kind of why they won that first one. Uh, yeah. so yeah, it's it's not looking pretty for them. So yeah, Poach, you know, I think you're on the chopping block a little bit. Who do they bring in though? It's Who, the who's question. there? Like kind of no one that. I wants mean, to go, I, and that's the thing is like Chelsea just needs to figure out what their actual, you know, long term plan is. Is it if you're going <laughs> to sign Young on long contracts, okay, do it, but with a a team builds in mind, right? Like, or at least like what your manager style of play is, right? Like you got Pochettino. If you're smart, I think you probably hang on to him and and you know use kind of his vision for what he wants to build with it doesn't seem like they do that it seems like they just kind of jump on whatever player looks promising or or is talked about who's trending basically yeah and then (laughs) you know just throw the money that way and uh you know you, you heard the uh the talk of last season where like the locker rooms weren't big enough for the team. So there's people out in like the hallway and stuff on just a chair getting ready. And like, I don't think you've solved that problem. Like <laughs> if, if anything, you, you, you know, brought in more people, like sure. Sent out some and sold some and, and stuff. But like, I don't know, especially when you start to get your whole squad fit again, like you still got quite a handful of players that have been have have signed on under the assumption that they are going to play so (laughs) it's going to be a a really tricky road to to navigate for Pochettino and keeping all those guys happy (laughs) do you think Chelsea at this point gets top 10 top 10 um I'll say yes, only because um, some of those other teams that are like currently up there, I don't know if they can hang on. Well, I think Man U would maybe replace Crystal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Brentford's kind of a big question mark for me of just like, if when Tony comes back, is he staying at Brentford? Mm-hmm. Um, or are they losing him? Um, it's kind of like I said the other the other time. Just they need to just kind of stabilize and and survive till January, and then they can figure that out. Um, which they're doing that. Doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Forest. I don't 
see staying top 10. I mean, I guess on paper, Newcastle should make it up into top 10. <laughs> um, I think Chelsea's going to have another season like last, or it's like either right there at top 10 or, or like right outside. Yeah, I mean, the biggest difference in, in the table right now is kind of West Ham being where they are, mm-hmm. considering yeah. I think they finished last year and got 13th, were, 14th. Yeah, they were um, down at, at relegation for the longest time. Like, And <laughs> I, that's, yeah, it's totally right. And then Liverpool just having an off year. I think, I think the teams who were kind of shitty to start last season and even finished kind of lower than, they would, than what they should have been are now going to be around this time, which is like, did Newcastle just have a kind of a fluky year where they got in because other teams were bad? Like maybe, maybe. but yeah. it, I don't know. Newcastle made good signings, I thought this summer, and and now, uh, you know, they had a lot of draws to start their year, which I think gave them a lot of points other other teams didn't get, and now those draws are turning into losses. Yeah, like <laughs> a lot of losses, and they got to go against Brentford. AC Milan and then Sheffield this month, um, and they also have a cup game against City, so they have a tough next four games are going to be tough for them. I mean, if Brent, Brentford hasn't lost, so let's yeah. just chalk that up as a draw. AC Milan is going to show them what Champions League is all about, mm-hmm. and then Sheffield, who played a, a pretty decent game this last week, granted it was against uh, Everton. Um, you know, they're going to be fighting too. They're going to be probably scrappier, uh, than Newcastle at this point. Cause Newcastle, I yeah. feel like, you know, I don't want to say anything's handed to them, but with their season last year and now this year, like they got to start to fight a little harder cause they haven't shown, <laughs> they haven't shown anything. I mean, really they haven't that first game and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've been watching through their, uh, their like TV show. Yeah. Thing. We just started it. Yeah. And like I get it's uh you know, they, they pick and choose what locker room scenes to show and what like, you know, team meeting scenes to show and all that. But I gotta tell you, Eddie Howe does not seem like the most motivating coach in the world. <laughs> is it is that weird to go from Arteta to that guy and like Well that's the comparison I I'm making in my head, having watched, you know, All or Nothing and and now seeing this and um, you know, maybe away from cameras or, or in scenes they didn't pick, he's much more motivating and like energetic. But the scenes they show don't really do him hmm. any favors. Like he's in the, the locker room and he's just like, you know, we gotta we gotta have the scoring mentality, guys. We gotta score. He's <laughs> <laughs> just nodding like this, like Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then he has one where it's like I think United uh, Ten Hag had made a comment about how um, Newcastle um, slows down the game a lot and uh, you know doesn't doesn't play quick and and you know draws out the game and all that. Um, so Eddie Howe was like, you know, I don't normally do this, but I'm going to read these comments to you guys. And he like read that the comments just saying that, and he's like, so if they think we slow down the game, let's go and have a fast game. Granted, they won that game, but still, like, it's just going from Arteta where he's like, all right, you know, everyone circle up, rub your hands yeah, together. Yeah, man. Like, shit's, we are the energy to this light bulb. That like, shit's hype. <laughs> like, that stuff. It gets like, me going. 
yeah, that like that that would like draw me in and be like, yo, this guy maybe might be a little crazy, but like I'm with him, I'm following him. So I don't know, just making that comparison between the two, like I just mm-hmm. don't know that Eddie Howe is gonna be the 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 big enough um, name or like personality to really get Newcastle to where they want to be of, of this this you know uh, top four team competing in the Champions League. I know. This is a rough first re-entry to the Champions League. They got that group of death. <laughs> but uh, you would hope you still see better on, on the pitch in Premier League, though, right? Like, this week you went up against a Brighton team that just fumbled last week. Okay, Brighton wants to bounce back, but you also just saw where Brighton is weak, right? right? Like, yeah, you should have <laughs> capitalized on what you saw, and instead, uh, granted, you know Ferguson had some—I don't want to call it easy goals—he still had a score, but the, the tap in deflection, and then his one, his his second goal was like perfect. Yeah, but um, but, but even then, like. No one's closing him down. That's the thing. No one stepped up. <laughs> Nobody. And they don't have Botman right now. So their their back yeah. line is older. And I know we kind of like talked about that. True, yeah. I don't yeah. it, I don't think it was on the pod. I think it was on a side a, yeah. a, a side note, but they're going to have trouble with their age and these fast wingers and fast forwards that are kind of going to come at them. Um, yeah. and, and speaking on how and and you know, his managerial career and and now Newcastle is his you know, shiny trophy in the cabinet. He's only coached Bournemouth and uh, Burnley, which have been teams that are not, you know, obviously not big names in Europe. So he's going from like zero to 100. Yeah. It's almost like he got there too fast. And now he's, I don't want to say he's not, you know, out of his league, but I don't know, man. I think, I think Europe might eat him up. I mean, yeah, it feels a little bit like, um, you know, like watching Luton this year. Like, they certainly earned their position in Premier League, but it feels too soon, right? Like, they, as a squad, don't feel like they're really up to the level they need to be to actually compete. And that's kind of the feeling I get with Newcastle in the Champions League. Like, they have some quality players in their team that some have... Champions League experience. Some have, you know, Europa League experience. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, I don't think you you have a team that can really like strongly compete in that and Premier League. Um, and at this point, you know, they're not really competing in Premier League. <laughs> That's the thing. Grand. Yeah. If they, if they would have been in Champions League and got bounced out round one, but they knew they were going to be back there next year, to, like get the experience, get your scars. Yeah see what it's like, understand what it's like to go play in Europe midweek and then have your Premier League games on the weekend. But, I mean, at this rate, they're not going to make top four. Uh, it's already There's already a, a gap. And yeah. even though it's early, those gaps are hard to close. Um, there's, yeah. there's a six-point gap already. Seven. And, and you, know, you know, Brighton is a team that maybe not won't be top four, but they'll be in that top six. Mm-hmm. Eight-ish, you know. Um, so that's those are the games you especially need to grab the points because those are your neighbors at the end of it. And like, if if you're gonna give them, you know, pretty much an easy three goals, then uh, that's not looking good for you. Like 
that last goal that Ferguson scores, there's like five Newcastle players around him, and not one person makes a tackle or like attempts to do anything. They stood there, <laughs> and the ball yeah. like ping ponged around him and into the net. So, <sighs> yeah, so they're uh, they're going to be interesting to, to to see how they progress here. Um, it I don't, it don't look good. <laughs> it don't look good. I think um, considering where they want to be and, and how they want to be uh, perceived and all that, I think they're maybe beginning to just have a thought of asking questions on, like, is Eddie Howe the guy? Um, you know, obviously did well last season, but we, we also saw Leicester win the, the league, right? And then, you know, never really come close again. So there are those kind of fluke years where a team clicks or, or other teams just aren't as good. So you, you take advantage of that. Um, I don't know. It, it's, I don't think he's the one to take him forward, but again, I'm not a Newcastle fan. So um, I don't feel a, a connection to him either way. <laughs> you know, it'd be cool. Hmm. Is Laton came and coached Newcastle. <laughs> Swedish connection at the striker position. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. I mean, I don't know if he ever wants to coach. I'm just trying to imagine like a big personality who would come in there and be like, you will die on this pitch before we lose. And yeah. it doesn't seem like those players want to die, quote unquote, for Eddie Howe. My thought for who they could, who they maybe, maybe not should look at, but maybe would look at to replace Eddie Howe would be Mourinho. Um, I think he's locked in at Roma, though. I think he's locked in, and I think tactically he's a little behind the times now. Yeah. Um, but I think because he has that, that Newcastle connection um, deep in his history, <laughs> um, you know, he can... Uh, he could be the, 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 the manager to come in and kind of like rally everyone together um but i think he's pretty much he, he's good with roma right like he's kind of yeah i think he's i think he's it. enjoying it roma seems to love him back um yeah. and they're doing you know pretty decent they made a, a europe final last season i think castle could work for him though in terms of like how they play especially with their older back line like that's just mm-hmm. the way Serie A plays so i guess that kind of yeah. makes sense there um but i do agree with you i don't think that would I don't think that would take them up a notch. I just think yeah. he would be a uh, maybe a lot, just a better locker room presence. But again, I, I, I got to go through this all or nothing to kind of see what what Howe is saying. But Howe and Pochettino are definitely on uh, the chopping block um, for me. As far as the other bottom five teams, I'm not going to rip on them yet. Um, no, too the early. The only one I would say is, is um, you know, Sean Dyche at Everton. Like, yeah, but that's kind of your bread and butter of, of being a team down there, but knowing how to survive and you want not really getting anything. I think, I think you want you want Dyche if you are worried about surviving. Uh, yeah, I mean, Everton didn't do much this summer. They, <laughs> I don't want to say they got worse, but like, they didn't get get better. They yeah, they didn't yeah. sign anyone of of. God, I've, just, I just, I'm going through their lineup right now. There's no one in here that I would be like, I think I want him on my squad. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, but like the other teams down there, you know, I mean, it's the three newly promoted teams, so like, no surprise. It was always going to be a struggle to to stabilize here, um, but it's early enough, and there seems to be some some cracks in some other teams that like I think one or two could probably survive. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right, let's talk about Holland really quick because the hat trick was due. Game four Holland is always a thing. Uh, he will not be player of the week because we made a, uh, what do you call it? Scouts, scouts honor, scouts truth mm-hmm. that he needs to score four goals before we ever allow this to happen. And it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. So we can still give it to someone else. Um, however, he looked pretty dominant this game. It was Fulham. I'm not shocked. Hell, they let them score, which shame on you city. Uh, but that went almost exactly how I thought it would go. Yeah. Um, the only like real note I had on there, which I just watched it through the highlights, so they may have may have you know actually checked it um, during. But um, I think it was their city's second goal, maybe third goal. Um, Nathan Ake's header goes through Akanji's legs. Um, oh, right. While he's in like an offside position, or at least from the highlight, it looked like he was offside. Um, and I was, they didn't mention anything about it being like an obstruction or anything. So oh, Holland, assuming they, Holland mentioned it. Did you see what he said? No, no. Oh, he said he felt really bad that the referees made that decision and he'd be very upset <laughs> if he was full of, which I was like, I don't know if I would have said that. Yeah. But he acknowledged it. Um, so obviously it was like talked about in their dressing room and, and whatever else. And I'm sure Fulham was livid. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was a pretty bad call enough for the other team to say it. Um, Hmm. did, did you watch that live? Did they actually check it or I didn't, I didn't watch it live. I don't know if they actually checked it. Um, I assume they did if they're saying every goal is checked, but maybe he wasn't interfering with the play. I mean, the only the I only mean, thing I could think about was through his legs, and he like starfishes to like you know not touch him. So. I'm not I'm not disagreeing. I think the call was wrong. I mean, he obviously yeah. he's he didn't. Maybe the term is he didn't disrupt the play, but he was involved. He was definitely involved. Yeah. Um. But if he was taken out of the play, maybe what the eyes are and why they did it. If he was not say he was just gone, that play wouldn't have changed. Yeah. It might have. It might have made the keeper think otherwise. I mean, it's too hard to say. It's it's too like there's so much gray area there. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's just city doing city things. However, I still don't think city is this crazy squad. They've played arguably the easiest uh, schedule to start the season: Fulham, Sheffield, Castle, Burnley. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of threat in there. <laughs> no. And again, yeah, small uh, sample size. Like Liverpool hasn't done against a big team either. Um, but I'm still looking at that team like you are beatable, you are gettable, and it is possible to take you down. Yeah, and I mean especially, you know, you, you've now let a goal in from United, uh, Sheffield United. You let a goal in from Fulham. Um, you know that it's not as locked up as 
we've seen City B. Um, I don't know. It's that that next game when we come back, West Ham versus City. I think could be a, a interesting one to see. Um, Will Jared Bowen score? Um, I'm gonna say no, but I think we're gonna get an Antonio banger. Ooh, I love me an Antonio <laughs> banger. It's always wake me up a little. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll jump to West Ham. I love the the Pakita, uh assist. Oof, um, yeah, nice. Where he just th- he just threw his arms up and he was just like, I know, like, I know, <laughs> I ain't even tripping. Uh, uh, yeah, West Ham's fun to watch. It's a total 180 from last year, which is just it just tells us I think we they hit a fluke. Um, they've always been around the top ten, so. I don't want to say I'm shocked they're here. I don't think we put them on a relegation. I, I'm pretty sure we did. No, we did. <laughs> we did. That's right. We did. Well, we I talked mean, about it. Fair, to be fair, going into the season, I think they still had only made like one or two signings, and like their their president came out and said like, "Yeah, we still need a right back, a, a mid, a something, <laughs> a something." So it, was like, it wasn't looking good. <laughs> yeah, we we did meme on them pretty hard. Um, <laughs> But JWP yeah. come save the day. Uh, almost like... almost ruins the day though. Oh, did I miss something? How did he ruin it? With his his handball that. Oh yeah 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 that was pretty awful. That probably would have been that was probably the worst refereeing decision of the weekend. Now that we so. have to look yeah. at that again. Um, okay, West Ham got a little lucky there. They did. Yeah, um, I mean yeah, James Ward Prowse, you know set piece delivery free kicks dead ball delivery s tier you're like yeah. he can put it on his eye to zoom every time um you know but that last corner kick that luton had um it's not, it's not certainly like was certainly yeah certainly looked like a handball to me <laughs> it was a fingertip to shoulder handball that was god awful yeah yeah i mean I, I like I watched it a few more times and I I think the argument is gonna be that he's making the jumping motion, which is why his arm is up, and then it looks like he kinda realizes the ball is now like coming at him, so he tries to like pull his arm down, but it's just too slow. I think that's the argument they're going for. Um He fucked up. It happens. Yeah. Why can't they just say like, "Yeah, you fuck"? It's like, oh, it, it, it's almost like because it was James Ward Prowse, and it's like, well, he's like, he's not the type of guy who fucks up like that. Like, <laughs> maybe we, maybe we shouldn't maybe, do it to yeah. him. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. I feel like you put any other player who's had a handball history, mm-hmm. he probably gets called. Probably, yeah. But I don't call Mister Perfect, a, but he's pretty yeah. damn pretty close, to perfect. Well, they, they, what they heard his nickname was Executioner, and they were like, I don't want to go against that guy. Yeah, well, so. you know, <laughs> chop my head off. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right, that's cool. West Ham, got my eyes on you. Yeah. City next on the 16th. Oh, for sure, I'm watching that. What time? Be a good one. Do we have a time yet? Uh, it's 7 a.m. for me. Sweet. We'll be watching. All right. Uh, last one-ish. Crystal Palace and Wolves. Eze on the score sheet. Great goal by him. It was about time he was going to score. He was he was cooking. He's been cooking. He probably earned a PK that he didn't get a couple weeks ago, yeah. too. Um, back and forth game, though. 1-0, 1-1. 2-1, 3-1, 3-2. And 
the Wolves scored super late to make it 3-2. But I was like, you never know. Like, you never know. Um, but unfortunately, they just couldn't. Not enough time. But yeah. my, my question is, Crystal loves Hodgson so much, mm-hmm. which is just a fascinating relationship. Can they, can they for real fight for top six? Can they? Fight for top six. Um, can they? They go against Villa next week, or when we come back, and then Fulham. I'd argue they could win both of those. Then they got a double feature against Man United. Uh, they play they play them twice in five days. So that'll be that'll be actually pretty fun to watch. And then they go Forest, Newcastle, Tottenham. Um, I mean, look, they. I think Elise is still coming back from injury. I think mm-hmm. so. They're they're you know missing a big name and a key player there. Um, Eze looks better this season than he did last. Top six feels too too much high, but I think I think they can definitely be that team that kind of grab some points off of off of the big teams um you know our arsenal went against them and it wasn't a, a smooth and easy win by any means um so I, I think they have enough to keep those games interesting i could see maybe like a seven or eight yeah i think that's fair i mean they don't have a lot of goal scoring they only have five goals this season yeah um and that puts them for twelfth uh, best. So they got to find some more scoring. How, but I, I think they're scrappy enough to find ways. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to have to be this the way they play and find the counters. I mean, they're really good at countering. They're really fast, yeah. um, especially as they lead. I think he's just going to be the focal point for their attack. And for sure, good yeah. things have happened when the ball. Is, I mean, arguably he should have got a PK a couple weeks ago against Arsenal, and that would have changed yeah. the trajectory of that game. And uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna keep my. I've always been a crystal. I won't say hater. Just one. Like I don't believe in them, and I I, I kind of want to believe just a little bit, <laughs> just a little. Um, and then the well, look. I mean, there, there's there's spots up for grabs. You you know have a United team that isn't still at their their you know previous best. Chelsea's still floundering. Newcastle now is this weird question mark for this season yeah um you know there's there's spots up there that need to be filled and you know if if this is clicks for palace this season then yeah i think i think seven or eight could be their peak here um i don't think they break the top six but yeah it'll be a tough a tough ask but i mean looking at those three teams you just mentioned like i'd be saying there's some openings there's a new big six waiting to be formed that's it um yeah, this table's wild. <laughs> Four games in, I'm like, whoa, we got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. All right, Chad. I don't think we missed anything. Oh, Brentford, Bournemouth. There's not a whole lot going on there. Yeah, uh, boring. <laughs> and Boomo. I can't believe it. Doing Mbumo things. He's booming, Chad. He's booming. He's booming. <laughs> uh, I like the Shalonky goal in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice run, nice blast to the keeper. Uh, I think he went near post too, which is a brave, 
A brave ass. Oh, the Rico Henry error. That was oh, that was yeah. that was bad. He I was like he's so, I was like oh, he's got to that ball he's so fast he could have kicked it <laughs> anywhere else literally anywhere and he put the laziest of, of of power on this ball back to the keeper and yeah. like Borman said oh my god yeah that was that was you know textbook definition of a gift like <laughs> it can't get much worse than that yeah oof. That was, that was a rough one. Um, but Ben Mee was back. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't make that error. They probably win this game. So, yeah. I don't know. Brentford is, they're fun. I like them. And I'm glad they rescued yeah. that point because Mbwemo had a great run, uh, mm-hmm. great finish. Man, he's, I called him Mbwemo. It's, it's just now. It's just going to keep falling off yeah. my tongue. Um, I feel like the strikers this year are so diverse. I feel like last year we had three solid options, and now. I mean, shoot, how many people have a goal at this point? Or at least two or three. Uh, well, certainly uh, Holland's son and Ferguson. <laughs> we, have, we have eight players with three goals. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So, you, know, um, you know, you expect Holland to kind of run away with it eventually. But, um, yeah, I think, I think most teams are, are looking pretty good. With their their striking options, um, I don't know. Keep it uh, keep it interesting. You know, it's we lost the Harry Kane, so it's no Harry Kane Holland battle or anything this time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, someone can at least stay close to him and keep the pressure on. But we'll see. Fergie, my money's on Fergie just because how much Brighton loves to score. <laughs> That's fair. Twelve goals. I think he'll be a, a big factor for it. Oof. All right, should we do goal player team? Yeah. My goal list is a lot. A lot? Okay. It's five. Okay, I got four. Okay, I don't feel as bad anymore. And I guess yeah. I probably should have four, but I, I, the one I won't choose is uh, Gabby Jesus. Just great run, great counter, great deke to send Dallow yeah. flying, and then just a solid finish. Um, and then my, my cluster of four I got... Rice, uh, Sabaslai, Eze, and Alanga. Um, I think it, for me it's going to be between Rice and Dominic. Context, mm-hmm. context, and uh, the visual aspect of, of Sabaslai's goal um, is just fucking pretty. And then Rice, of course, debut game winner. It's hard to, yeah, hard to go against that one. Yeah, um, the only other one I throw in there is. Um, Christian Romero got that oh, yeah. mm-hmm. hanger from top of the box. That was nice. Um, I think between that goal and Slavoslav's mm-hmm. goal, I'd take Dominic's goal there because um, it's a banger, but it still feels like so controlled. It's insane. Like it's very easy to just you know swing through those things and and blast it over the bar, but he comes in with like the sweetest amount of power and like still the control to like place it. Yep. Um, really liked his goal. Um, yeah. Rice's goal mainly for the context, but um, I think I'm leaning, leaning Dominic on this one. Love that. Love that Dominic. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go player. And I have, you know, three guys with hat tricks. Holland's out. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's it's between Ferguson and Son, mm-hmm. and 
I am leaning towards Sun because I thought Ferguson's goals were, uh, I don't want to say easy, but a lot easier yeah. than Sun's. Easier. Um, and Sun, I, he always comes through with a crazy hat trick. And I think Ferguson will get, I think Ferguson will have another shot at this. And I'm not saying Sun won't either. I just think with Tottenham right now, Sun is their captain. He's coming in. He's got to, you know, be what he was two to three years ago. And this could be the, the booster. So that's that's my play. I'm going to go with Sun. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, Ferguson is, what, like 19? They just bounced back from, like a, boy. from a defeat. Um, he de- I mean, he'll definitely have more opportunities. Um, He's 18. 18. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's tough. It is. How tough. do you choose like, between two hat trick players? Yeah. Yeah, I think if you go, I guess on the quality of the goals. You probably lean Sun, um, but I mean, man, to be doing a a, a Hattie at at eighteen, um, oh, you know, against Newcastle, this this new top four team. Um, I think we split it. I think it's got to be split. How do you how do you not? Yeah, and with with the smallest little uh, mention of Holland because. It's still a hat trick, but you know. Yeah, asterisks it. He's yeah, he's got to do better. <laughs> we need four. <laughs> we need four. Yeah. All right, we'll we'll split it. What do you got for teams? Um. So for this week for teams, I picked the two that kept a clean sheet. So Liverpool and Forest. Oh. Um. You know, Forest obviously a big away win. Chelsea is is you know not the. Uh, the giant that they used to be so like not as impressive as it could have been but still mm-hmm. big win um and then liverpool just you know things are clicking starting to kind of look like liverpool of, of a few years ago where it's it's fast it's fluid um you know it, there's it's exciting to watch now and i think especially coming off of last season like this felt like a Liverpool game that like I wanted to watch again, right? Like, it's exciting. Not like, yeah, yeah. They brought the excitement back, so um, I'm cool with either one of those, unless you got a a better. I, I threw. I didn't even put Liverpool in there. Um, I, Arsenal and Man U was my other one, just because that was kind of the big bout of the weekend, um, and Arsenal pulled through. But Forest over Chelsea was the. I think they deserve it, you know. Yeah. First clean sheet for Matty T and and Chelsea on maybe on paper isn't what they're supposed to, but it's Chelsea. Like when you beat Chelsea, yeah. it's kind of like it's a good feeling. It's different from beating a Burnley or a, a Fulham, sorry, teams of or fans of those teams, but uh <laughs> I think Chelsea is just a that's a feel good moment right there and Forrest worked hard for it. So, oh, yeah. um yeah. I'm not saying the other teams that won didn't work hard. But it's a little extra when it's uh, when you're not that not that good on paper, and you beat this team that spent a billion dollars. That's kind yeah. of a that's kind of like a fuck you to them. Like, yeah, see, For sure, yeah, <laughs> money doesn't buy happiness. <laughs> yeah. All right, good job, Forrest. We'll take it. Okay. In other news, we have the champions coming in two weeks. Um, we'll get that. 
email fired out. I think we haven't set a price yet out loud. Um, I'm just excited for Champions League. It's like just a slower World Cup, and maybe can savor it a little more. Um, I already have ideas for what I'm going to do for my team. Uh, I will say I think Harry Kane is going to absolutely pop off in his group. So, yeah, and it'll be interesting. This is you know first Champions League with you know no Messi. Hmm. Neymar like generally doesn't do too much in these because he gets injured. Um, you know no Ronaldo anymore. Um, yeah, Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane and Holland will probably be the two like big picks. And Mbappe. Was oh, he holding out? Is that is that actually I, a thing still? I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know. Is Mbappe playing or, or is he still? Uh, yeah, he'll probably play. He played. He I played yesterday. Think, but yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I, but what isn't PSG in that group of death? Like. Yeah, Group F is not pretty. Yeah. It is not pretty. But again, they got, what, six games? Uh, Mbappe could score a Hattie in one of those and be the top player yeah. of the group. Uh, he has five goals in league right now and only two starts. <laughs> uh, 219 minutes, five goals. So let's Sheesh. quick quick math quick math that is a goal for every forty three minutes so nice. take that into consideration <laughs> um, so yeah we'll look forward to Champions League I don't know what I'm gonna, I gotta look at all the teams though I don't I haven't even yeah. really truly looked at all the groups uh, closely but is there anything else we missed need to bring up um no I think uh, I think we did it all. Notable injuries. James Kartkowski got whacked in the face. Don't know if you saw that. Oh, he had to yeah. get. He got taken out of the game, but I think that was because of uh, a quick tactic. When he got hurt, the ref had to pull him out, or he had to, he had to step off. And at that point, Dyche was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna pull you from the game and like just sub you in really quick, so we're not down a man to, for, on this corner." Yeah, I think he's fine. They have him on the injury list, but pay attention to Tarkowski and what he's doing. Um, the whole Man United defense is in shambles. Yikes. Uh, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold had a little issue with this hammy. Had to come out a little early. Um, I think that's it off the top of my head. So not too bad of an injury week. Just a little yeah. knock here and there, but with the international break, I hope those players who took some knocks go easy. Yeah. Um, especially Trent. I worry about him. <laughs> but with that, I think we're good. Yeah, I like it. All right, Chad, another one in the books. Episode 43, Hooligans, we are out. Peace.